Podcast. Coming to you from the Midwest Coast. I'm inside that miraculous establishment, the Midwest Healing Center, Leg of the Ozarks Podcast, Studio B. This is the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Tell somebody about the podcast. It's all free. You know, you can download any of these free apps, any mobile device, Podbean, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes Store, and Spotify. They're all free. Doing so, you're going to be joining the thousands upon thousands listening every week from all over this blue marble planet. Who do we have this week? Of course, we have the the big USA in the number one slot, followed by Nigeria, Australia, Netherlands, South Africa, New Zealand, Philippines, Canada. Got the UK, Hong Kong, Germany, India, Ghana, Mozambique, Norway, Argentina, Jamaica, Man, Sweden, and Turkey, and of course, a whole bunch of you from we don't know where, those parts that are unknown. Well, thank you so much for helping spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ worldwide. I apologize for missing last week. I found myself very busy here lately and then late today as well. I hope everybody's surviving the big AT&T nationwide cell phone coverage blackout. Oh my gosh, I saw people starting fires and rioting already. I, what are we going to do without our phones? Goodness. Well, hopefully you can still listen to the podcast. Uh, very busy time right now. Uh, I believe this is going to be our last podcast in our series here that we had titled Hearing. How can I know if what I am hearing is God or is it me? Can I hear from God? Does God even speak anymore? Well, we have looked into a few things over the past couple months of this podcast in seeing that we are sheep and that sheep hear his voice. We saw where the Bible said that we are friends. Friends communicate with God. We saw where we are prophets, looking in the Bible that said we can all prophesy. Uh, if one were to be able to prophesy, well, one would have to have the ability to hear God speak to them first. And we looked into a few other things as well, but... What about just simple relationship? Can you recognize that it is God speaking to you just because of the relationship that you have, that you and he have? I, I just, if you think about this, the Bible started with God talking to Adam and Eve, and it ends with God talking to John on that island. And so all throughout the Bible, God speaks. And so I'm not sure... Um, where the thought process of God does not speak anymore came from. Now, I have some opinions on that, but I'm thinking it started getting abused in the church where people were saying God said, and God wasn't saying at all. And so I think because of that abuse of that type of thing, as the church does, uh, and, and, and because its leaders are lazy, so instead of teaching and talking about this and bringing good, sound doctrine into light about this, we just toss the entire thing out. That's what a lot of churches are known for. Let's just toss it out. I know the church that I attended growing up, this type of thing started to spring up. We had a couple ladies who attended the church, and one was a drug addict, the other was an alcoholic. And listen, they both loved Jesus. There was no doubt about that. They both knew Jesus as their Lord and Savior, no doubt, and they loved him. They just had addiction issues. That's all. But they started this thing where they just always had something to say. Thus says the Lord, week 
after week. Every single service or both would have something to say that God said. And so it started to get, it, it did start to get off. It did. And, and I don't doubt that some of it was God. But, um, you know, when God gives a word and somebody turns it into a paragraph, that was kind of the thing, right? And so the answer, so the answer, we were instructed as ushers to sit them down. And when they started that again, uh, we never addressed it in the church. We just decided that, you know what? Um, we aren't going to allow anyone to speak in the church ever again. And they didn't in that church. So I think this is where this issue began is instead of teaching and trying to maybe bend that in the right direction, we simply have just tossed the entire thing out and said, hey, uh, you want a word from God? Just get in your Bibles. Well, that is true. We know definitely that you can get a word from the Bible, no doubt. But God still speaks as well. And we need a balance back, I think. So this is why we were doing this podcast series to bring a balance back and recognize that God does still speak to us. He didn't suddenly stop talking. I think it's ludicrous, this idea that God just up and went silent. I think that's just crazy. So you think about this. Uh, here we go. And we lead people to Christ. We tell them that you're going to have this personal relationship with a God that loves you, the God of the universe. He loves you so much, but don't, don't expect that he's going to speak to you. He left you that Bible, but he's not going to speak to you anymore. You're just going to need to read this book here and, uh, you know, just do the best you can with it. I've spent many a Christmas Eve putting together presents that need assembled. And I'm telling you, uh, that the directions are okay, but it sure would have been nice to have somebody there who knew what they were doing, who, who could have helped me, right? Well, you and I, what do we have? We have Holy Spirit, who is a helper, who speaks to us, and he knows all things. What good does it do to have a spirit that knows all things, who guides us into all truth, but he couldn't really tell you any of that? Here's a quote from the book, Hearing God. It says, if God doesn't speak today, then the greatest disservice we could ever do to the people is to tell them that they can have a personal relationship with God. God does speak, but he speaks through relationships. So three things today to wrap this baby up. How about relationship with God? Number one, relationship with God is really truly the number one priority. There should be the highest priority, not your anointing, not your calling, not your ministry, right? Not you trying to get a word or any of these things, okay? Truly, guys, the number one priority of anybody, you've got to have a relationship with God. If you're struggling to hear God, then I truly believe it's probably a, a direct side effect of a relationship issue with God. You need to strengthen your relationship. In Genesis 3, uh, this is verses 8 through 10, and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and he said, where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. What a horrible thing. What a sad thing. I heard your voice. I, I heard you speak and I was afraid. I think the, the reason people became afraid to hear the voice of God is because of sin. Adam and Eve were never afraid of the voice of God until sin came into the world. God created them to walk and talk with him in the cool of the day. I mean, can you even imagine this? How amazing that is that God created mankind and didn't say, well, here's a book. Good luck. I hope you can figure it out. No, he created them to walk with him, to talk with him. And, and he's walking along one day and he's expecting it to be like all the other days that they had met together and talked in fellowship. And all of a sudden, wait a minute, where are they at? 
Adam, where are you? He said, I heard your voice and I was afraid. When man sinned, man started fearing the voice of God. And that's what was lost, to be able to have that open communication with God. But have you ever heard that old hymn? I heard it a lot growing up in the early years of the Baptist church. And he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I'm his own. Now, this is Mary in the garden with that resurrected Christ. I know when we were growing up, I had questions. I, I had to ask my mother, who's Andy? She said, who's Andy? I said, well, Andy walks with me. Andy talks with me. I, I just wanted to know who Andy was. Well, God is walking and talking with Adam and Eve in the garden, and, and then that goes away, so he sends his son to redeem us so that we could walk and talk with him again. He tore that veil, and he gave us access. So, yes, there are methods that we could use and look into, but honestly, guys, if it doesn't start with a relationship, methods aren't going to mean anything anyway. Doctrines, theology, you're going to have to build that personal relationship with God yourselves, and only you can do it. Now, I know our phones come with the ability to show us who's calling, right? Who's calling you? I grew up in that time that we didn't have that. A phone would ring on the counter or, or you even had it on the wall. That's when we were really getting somewhere. And you would have no idea uh, who that could be on the other end of that phone. So you pick it up. And, um, you know, I have this guy who's been my best friend since we were eight years old. So, you know, uh, that's about 30 years now. Yeah. Uh, okay. But since eight years old. And, and so back in the day when he would call, he'd say, Hey, it's Chris. I never said, Chris who? No, as soon as I heard his voice, I knew who it was. Why? Relationship. We can come to that place where God says, hey. And you can say, oh, hey. Hey, Lord. Hi. You won't doubt who it is. Is it me? Is it him? You can't. No, listen, if you will, number one, the top priority is you have to have a relationship with God. Walk and talk with him. You get what I'm saying? I mean, we ought to be able to recognize his voice through relationship, right? Like if my mother ever called, God bless her, when she was alive, when my mother would call and we talked all the time, she would just talk and say, hey, son, I mean, right away, you knew who it was because of relationship. I didn't have to wonder who it was. Number two, a relationship with God uh, should be our highest pursuit. Adam and Eve in the garden, two trees, the tree of life, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So life and knowledge of good and evil. So let me say this. God never intended us to live a life filled with choosing between good and evil. He designed for you to live by hearing his voice. He tells Adam and Eve, you can eat from all of these, just not that one over there. And he spoke that to them. He communicated that to them. God designed us to live by hearing his voice. He never wanted us to know good or evil. He wanted us to live in such a way that it was good or is it God? It can be good and not be God. I, I, I hope you understand that. So God gives us something when we sin called a conscience. It tells us what good and evil is, right? But it's also supposed to bring us to Christ. We, we can't just live by it to decide what's good and evil. It has to bring us to God. It, it was never to be that we live by our own conscience alone. As a matter of fact, if your conscience isn't cleansed by the blood, Hebrews says, you'll serve God out of dead works. As long as you have a guilty conscience, you're always, you're always going to try to get to God by good works instead of receiving God's grace and free forgiveness. We were not designed to live by what's good and what's bad. When you think of the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and man sins, and he began to live by his own conscience, 
We say things like, well, I would never do anything that would violate my conscience. Now, I'm not saying that God doesn't want us to have a good conscience, but what the scripture actually says is to live with faith and a good conscience. Well, faith comes by hearing. So it's saying, live by hearing the voice of God, and you'll have a clear conscience. Well, I would never do anything that would violate my conscience. Well, wait a minute. What if God told you to? Did you ever think of that? Well, God would never. Really? So God is limited to your conscience. I think I remember the same God telling a man named Abraham to sacrifice his own son, didn't he? That would violate my own conscience. When God created us, he did so to live by his voice. And we were doing that until sin came into the world. And Jesus came to restore that so we could have that relationship again. Number three, it should be our highest passion. To have a personal relationship with God ought to be our highest passion. In Luke 10, now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Jesus answered, and he said to her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen the good part, which will not be taken away from her. He said, one thing is needed, to sit at Jesus' feet and hear his words. That's the one thing that you need to be sure that you do in this life. Make an appointment. Make a time and a place, right? We are sheep. We're friends. We can prophesy. And uh, I've explained and showed you through these, what, seven or eight podcasts about hearing on how to hear from God. But the only thing that I can't do for you is to build that personal relationship with Jesus. I cannot hear God for you. I can hear him with you, but I cannot for you. And that's what people are trying to get pastors to do. I need you to use your connection with God, your relationship with God. I need you to use that to hear from me. And yet the Bible says that uh, when they were going to hear from God, they all came to the top of the mountain, all of them, women, men, children, all of them. And, the, and then they heard the thundering. Some of them heard the thundering and they stood afar off, but Moses drew near. They got scared, but God spoke to Moses and it said, as a man speaks to a friend. Why? Because he drew near because of the relationship, but I can't do that for you. I can explain theologically how God speaks, how to position yourselves to hear God speak. Um, I can give you some practical things, but I can't show up for your appointment with him. That's on you. You can read books, you can watch videos, you can hear sermons and teachings, but if you don't have that personal relationship with him, and I'm not just talking about being born again, where people act like that's a relationship. Well, I'm born again, I have a relationship. Oh, no. No, no, no. Being born again means you're born again. That does not mean that you have a relationship with him, right? You still think you need somebody to, to else to hear for you, and that's dangerous. Cut out the middleman. Jesus came to restore the ability to be able to walk right into the throne room with all boldness and stand right before your father, God, and for you to have a personal conversation with him. Remember, Jesus ripped that veil in two, made access This is when we did no longer need the priest to do all those things that they were doing in the Old Testament. Now we have access to God. Listen, Michelle and I talk about this a lot. She says, well, I don't hear God like you do. You say all the time I hear God and I don't have that. I don't have that ability to do that. This is conversations that we have. Well, so she says. So for about a year, as we were dating, and she would come to the lake here where I live, 
She lived about two and a half hours from here, and she would come here for church on Sundays and to see me. And we would be driving around, and she would say, look at all these storage unit facilities around here. There, there must be something to it. And it was just all the time she was saying this. Look, another one and another one. Look, there's a new one. And she would say something like, we just need to build some storage units. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And she, no, right? We're, we keep going, and it never, she never failed to mention it. I really feel like God is saying that we need to do this. And I'm like, well, wait a minute now. I thought you didn't hear from God, right? God doesn't speak to me. No, I really think she, she started saying this. I really think we need to buy this five-acre facility next door to the church. Now, a new owner had just taken possession of this place, hadn't even owned it for six months. And I think that we are to buy this place. Well, see, the problem is it's not for sale. The guy just bought it. And he's been making improvements. And I don't think that he's thinking that he wants to sell it because he owns businesses. That's what he does. He's a businessman. And by the way, I couldn't even imagine the price that it would take to own these five highway front acres. And oh yeah, the largest single track of highway five frontage in the town. It's not for sale. I I think God wants us to buy it. She says she doesn't hear God. She says, well, I read the Bible and hear God, but I don't hear God like you do. You say you hear him and you act. I'm hearing God. How? Just a still, small voice that's just not letting up about this. But see, here's what Michelle does. She writes down prayers, takes time to meet with God, and prays often. And like I said, she usually says, well, I was led to do this in the Bible, and that speaks to me. But as the relationship was growing, see, guys, Michelle had gone through a very, very hard time for a number of years before she was with me, of a lot of spiritual abuse in her life. And she walked away from that relationship with God. Now, I'm not saying that she turned from him and was out sinning and going crazy. Not at all. Just not close to him anymore. I don't want to pray anymore. I don't want to hear a sermon anymore. I don't want to go to church anymore. She quit going to conferences. She quit going to church. She quit praying any of that, right? I mean, she just really kind of walked away like Adam and Eve. She kind of hid herself, but God was always showing up. Michelle, where are you? So I am saying as we got together and she realized, oh, hey, wait a minute. That was a man, not God. Now I'm not taking credit for bringing her back. She just needed to see something else. Her relationship was being restored to be able to hear again, to hear God again, to feel as though she could show up for their walks. And suddenly it's, wait a minute, I hear God saying, because the relationship was being restored back to the closeness that she had abandoned due to abuse. Satan lied to her and she was hurt and she felt like God was not holding up his end of the deal because there was a lot of people that were speaking to her, telling her lies about how God felt about her. So now suddenly she's saying, I I hear God saying, we need to buy this. Michelle, it's not for sale. And even if I couldn't even imagine what it would cost to do such a thing. So I see the owners and he's talking to me about cleaning up our properties because it butts up against the church. And uh, so he's asking uh, if he can clean up this ditch that we share. And I said, yeah, of course. I mean, it's looking so good. And so, yeah, please. And and I, I mentioned to him, I said, oh, years ago, twice I missed opportunities to buy the property when it was up for sale. I wanted the property, not the storage units thinking and dreaming of expansion for the church possibly. And, and, and really I was just kind of shooting in the dark. You know, I just, I, I was like, gosh, that would be a nice thing. It wasn't a thus saith the Lord. I was just kind of thinking and dreaming of expansion. Right. And, and just over the years, it never had the money, not even close, 
Now, this guy's here, out-of-town guy, big money guy. Buys it up, cleaning it up, look good, about six months into it. And I said to him casually, because Michelle just won't let it go. So I said, hey, if you ever decide to sell this place, would you just let me know first? Oh, sure, sure. He said, you interested? I said, yeah, I, I missed it the past couple times. And I just want to crack at it if you ever think that you might sell. And I said, you know, would you split it up or anything? He said, well, I don't, it's not for sale. He said, but I, I don't think I'd probably split it up, the storage facilities in the back, the property in the front, because the property was all I was thinking. And so anyway, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not even, I'm just saying it, okay? So I can tell Michelle that I did, you know? And, and so, uh, you know, and I'm like, well, and he's like, okay, well, I just bought it. And I'm like, I know, I know, but Michelle, you know, so she's like, what'd he say? I said, well, he said he just bought it. It's not for sale. And she said, no, I, I know what God said. So sure enough, this man calls me maybe a month later after doing all this work, cleaning it up, advertising, fixing it. And he says, were you serious about buying this place? I'm like, well, what? Well, I mean, it's not for sale, but if you wanted it, I'd sell it to you. I said, wait a minute. It's not for sale? He said, no, it's not for sale. But if you wanted it, I would sell it to you. Well, how much? Oh, multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars. Closer to a million than not. Oh, oh, well, uh, yeah. Michelle's over here. Donnie, I know God said, this, this is a businessman. So ask him if he'll own or finance. I'm like, come on. He's asking this much. Well, offer this much and then tell him he needs to own or finance. And I'm like, this is just getting worse. So we meet and I lay out my terms thinking this guy's just going to be like, who is this small town hick trying to buy some big businessman offering me less and then demanding that I have to own or finance it. So I tell him and he says, deal, sounds great. Happy for you guys. Let's do the paperwork. And oh yeah, by the way, I'm still going to finish fixing this, that, and the other. And I want to bring in some more loads of gravel. And he ended up spending about another $15,000 before he would even let us buy it. And so here we are with this great business that's making money for us, all because somebody had gone right back to what? Walking in that relationship with God again. Once Michelle got healed up, see guys, this is what I'm saying. You had that relationship at one time. I know you did. You had that closeness with the Lord and something's happened in your life that soured that in some way. All I'm saying is, is as you allow the lies to fall away in your life and you start pursuing that relationship again, we always feel like God kind of left us. And even though we would never say that, but you feel that way. When this relationship goes sour, it feels like there's a distance there. And yet, what? God was still showing up every day. And as Michelle got healed in that relationship, all of a sudden, God was still there every single day going, hey, Michelle, where you at? I'm here for our uh, daily talks and daily walk. Guys, you, you've got to have that relationship with God again. And not to just say, oh, we need someone to hear God on this and that. No, she heard God. She knew him well enough to stick to her guns when I wasn't. And because of the relationship, not methods, she was able to move on this and to get it. Why? Guys, because God still wants to have a relationship with you and you should desire out of this whole series, the reason that we ought to be able to hear him truly is just because we have a relationship. You're not just being born again. It's because you have a relationship, and you would be able to hear God speak to you. Come on, people, listen, he loves you so much, not because you go to church and hear sermons and that you're doing your best. 
I mean, all that's okay. But he loves you because he wanted to have fellowship with you. And because of that desire, he still wants to talk to you. He wants to talk and he wants you to hear. And he wants to hear from you. So please, take time to get back to that relationship with God. He's right there waiting in the cool of the day. He never allowed sin to cancel the appointment. We did that. But God made a way through sending his son, Jesus, to reset that. In the relationship now, and he fully expects you to be there for the appointment every day. Will you? I hope you do. Thank you for joining me today. This is the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Until next time, I'm making my appointment with God, who loves me, and that's why I'll be attempting the ridiculous and achieving the miraculous.